0: I stayed in the worst motel ever. Oh, yeah, because you went, no, I mean, backstory. You went and you're, you're selling I, a car and you're picking up a Mini I, Cooper. I picked up a car.
1: Picked up a 2006 Mini Cooper S. JCW. I'm going to get a Maximum Cooper. Hey, Maximum <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> Fuck a Mini Cooper. I want this shit. <laughs> maximum. Yeah, I was looking at it, emailing with the guy. Uh, back and forth super nice guy and then it got to one of the points where i you know, i was do i was so proud of myself because i did all my homework which i never done before i usually just buy the car but i oh. you know i ran i ran the carfax report on it i it was already at uh, a shop because oh, he had like whoever it is passed it off so this to dude the shop. has a couple bmws he's like a 65 year old dude super nice guy and he takes a, immaculate care of his car so this Helpful. car his wife was driving it to and from work like a commuter but then they were like ah it's too small a lot of people drive suvs up here so it'd been parked in a garage for four years
0: we're talking seattle which makes sense right they yeah get snow
1: they get rain they get
0: they yeah. do snow tires a lot up there it's yeah like thing kirkland so like just opposite uh-huh. the lake from mm-hmm. seattle i guess
1: mm-hmm. and he they took it in the shop to do a uh, service like belts oil spark plugs like the whole thing to get ready to sell it so it's still at the shop so i called the shop okay and he was like they're the best and i was like all right i was like hey can you do independent you know just a a deep dive inspection on this and that was really cool so it was a couple hundred bucks and they gave me this whole printout where they took pictures of the car there's like 20 pictures of the car all the way around inside and outside noting everything from like the most minor curb rash to these tiny little paint chips that just don't matter at all you know, run the whole electrical diagnostic, check everything out. Well, you're two like, states away, so that's like super drive rad. it. Yeah, so that came back all good. I was like, oh, that, it looks good. I was like, so let's figure out when to. I, I want to come buy the car. What are you doing next week? And I was, my family's coming to town this weekend. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, you're getting a lot of interest in the car. He's, like, I didn't really know it was going to be this big of a deal, but a lot of people are hitting me up. And I was like, fuck. I was like, okay, this is Tuesday. Yeah. I was like, well. I'll be there tomorrow. Right. He's all, you sure? I'm like, yeah. I was like, hold the car, keep it at the at the shop, and we can meet there tomorrow. Is that cool? He's all, yeah, that's cool. So I just jumped on Southwest, and we had a flight voucher, so I booked a flight
0: out at 9.55 p.m. <laughs> yeah, to, dude, I remember to SeaTac, and I was like, yeah, I'm not coming in tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the phone with you, and you're all, yeah, I'm going to do a weird thing right now, I'm gonna but gonna I'm going to go, go, I go think, buy a car. I'm like, good. Go get it. So I just jumped up there, but I didn't
1: have time to book like a proper motel, and Kirkland's yeah. not very big. So I was like, what's closest to where I could stay? And it looked kind of okay. Yeah. And I got there, and it was fucking gross, dude. It was nasty. It was. I went in the bathroom, and it just smelled not like poop or anything, but just like old towels and dirty laundry. And I was just they like, doing cold, cold washes
0: with just, like, oh, yeah. the cheapest Kirkland stuff. Oh, I was
1: so bummed.
0: <laughs> I was there. Going, well,
1: I didn't get in until midnight when yeah. it was all said and done, so I'm just like, well, I guess I'm going to sleep. I mean, that's all you can do. Here. I you know, hope I don't get mites, and we'll be good. It's just going to make it weird.
0: Then you got a car, dude.
1: And it was fine. It actually ended up being cool because that sucked, but then I got up, and there was a pretty cool coffee shop in town called 203 degrees, what is it, Celsius, Fahrenheit, Probably. Well, I don't know. Like brewing water temperature,
0: basically. That'd be, I mean, that'd be Fahrenheit. 203 Which saw, degrees Celsius is I saw the name. Off 203 degrees Celsius. It was so hot. It was straight. <laughs> I got liquid magma. It was fucking sun They're calling status. 203, huh? That's 203.
1: No, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. You know? Yeah. I've never been much for those kitschy names. But the shop was dope. It was that picture that I put up.
0: Yeah, it looked nice. Yeah, they, I they had thought a... You were in Seattle and I was like, "Where's that spot? I want to go see it." Just randomly in Kirkland, they did a good
1: job. Whoever you are in Kirkland, they did a good job, and they had a cool K's machine, and they had the
0: poor steady thing, and the the coffee was good. Yeah, I don't did even know you even know whose it was or anything. Was I saw they
1: had some pictures of counterculture on their Instagram, but it wasn't counterculture when I was there. Yeah. So I don't know if they started roasting cool. their own or whatever. But they it was pretty dope. To their pretty own dope little level. place to sit and get coffee.
0: Then you got a car with some sick Great Britain flags on the window. And I got a car. I got to change out those
1: things, and then I hucked it back. You did huck it back. Drove back. Shout out to uh, Case Coffee and Ashland. Stopped there. I like Case. Talk like to the that. That place talked to cool. the squad. Yeah, they were really cool. Gave me you a line on a good it? burrito.
0: I think it, it was. It was fucking awesome. Jonathan Raymond worked at Case. No way. That's part of the reason he he took the little like hangout job time with us is Jonathan he, Raymond is. Uh, he wrote runs a, a company called Refound. Yeah, he wrote a book. Called Good Authority. Yep. And it's actually a really good book. And he was on our podcast a while back. You could probably listen to it. But early on, he came and kind of talked with us and did a little work with us. But yeah, he he worked there after he left whatever he did. I forgot this whole story. But he worked there for like six months to a year just kind of helping out, doing like stuff with... Because that's the one with the roaster inside, right? Just the left? That... So there's... Oh, I didn't go to that one. There's, there's two, also one they have like, two the locations. Cool I didn't go to
1: the roastery one. Okay. I, yeah, I went to that one. Yeah. That one's, the one I went to is closer to downtown. Yeah. So it's by all the, all the stuff. Yeah. The, dude, I think the place I got the burrito was called Burrito Republic or something
0: like yeah, that. Yeah, it was.
1: Dude, he's all, oh, it's this little hole in the wall. It's just really fresh ingredients. And it was literally one door with the stoniest dude in there ever who was so fucking nice and he had his earpod like apple airpod things in there and i didn't even mind that he was wearing headphones cuz he was just the most genuine dude you know what's a trip ever, and it was awesome i might awesome. have literally
0: seen that place on diners drive ins and dives cuz i watched that for a while and there was a couple places in ashland that they showed up and one of them was this crazy place that had been there forever and i remembered thinking like it was kind of like that the people on the on the tv were talking about like yeah it's such a killer spot for the hottest mexican food in the all super good mexican food in ashland oregon all you white people and i'm sure it was really good i'm not trying to say that but i remember thinking what and yeah. then well here's the thing it was really good it was exactly
1: what i was looking for yeah. but it is not traditional sure. mexican style mexican food it's a good burrito with really fresh ingredients the pork was done really well uh the salsas yeah, and everything in now. there were were just it just felt you know not super gnarly and heavy but oh it, dude i'm down it, i was i'm not even hating it was it's just not those like those a like, style a ripper though so if you want that it's different
0: yeah it's definitely like burrito a little, Republic, bit, little bit of a white boy burrito but oh but it's still like that's that's uh no delivery dude i understand it's good and there's no i think that is the place there's no seats or anything it's just a Nah, maybe mean, it's just not. a hole. Either way, it, it looks nice. It looks fresh. It looks simple. Not even simple, it looks delightful. Brito and you Republic, made it at home. Dude. There was something that was kicking right into gear right at the beginning of that story that I wanted to talk about, and it felt real neat. Was it jumping on a plane, staying
1: in a cheap hotel? No, but that would be cool. Randomly <laughs> buying a car two states away just for fun. <laughs> just
0: what do I do next? Jump on a plane, buy a car
1: with cash, cashola. <laughs>
0: no, I don't remember what it was at this point. I lost it.
1: But I, I mean, I was I started in on that because I that was like a little mini whimsical vacation for me that was just mm. on the fly and. It was it was definitely healthy for me because I, I had been unknowingly, I think, in the past year of this whole pandemic shit and everything going on with the business. like The pandemic has infected my mind to this way to where I'm already a planner and yeah. I like things to be super dialed in. It makes me mm. feel comfortable. So the pandemic just kind of built on that right where it's like, oh, you got a plan to bring your mask. You got a plan to bring back up this. You got to plan to bring hand sanitizer and wipes and like if you're going somewhere you got to know where the next cleanest five restrooms are that you can use and it's just like everything was super stressful and that kind of carried into my life a little bit and to be able to Go like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing, and Jenny's all, just fucking get on a plane. It's yeah. not a big deal. Like, it doesn't matter. Just go fly. Right. You know, she's flown a couple times since the pandemic, and I have. Was that your
0: first flight? That was my first flight. Oh, yeah. since the pandemic. It was pretty chill, huh? And yeah, it was super. I mean, you chill. still had mask on, or do they not make you? still mask on? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it was good for me to just. Not have a plan together and to just go do something and realize that oh yeah I used to do this all the time and yeah. it's really not that big of a deal. No, to the
0: spontaneous is key.
1: Fly for two hours and then figure it out on the way is just really fun and so much getting better. Getting in like I'm so in my groove right now of oh, cool. This is where I go. This is what I do. To just be in another random town where you and, can't do and, that. Yeah, where I can't do that and yes. I need to figure out. Oh cool, where do I get coffee? Oh cool, where do I get lunch? Oh cool, where do I go do this and it was just rad to be surprised. Yeah, and it's like
0: such an ultimate free feeling. Yeah,
1: I know. dude. It was so cool and had just some kick-ass service experiences. One with the with the coffee shop, they were right. just nothing comp- like stand out. There's nothing that blew my mind. They were just genuinely friendly. I was like, oh, you the guys- Kirkland spot? Yeah, yeah. Like you guys are really friendly and. You're really thoughtful, and yeah, I don't know. It was just—it was just a good energy, you yeah. know, to be somewhere we hadn't been before. And then the place where I met the guy to buy the car, the auto service place, dude, Signature Independent in Kirkland, Washington, it's cool is they, the shit. Signature
0: Independent, they're so
1: cool. Like it's just a BMW Mini repair shop. That's all they do. It's
0: like right up your alley. They had a
1: little waiting area in the front, and. I walked in and with my bags and he's like, how can I help you? I was like, Oh yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually here to, to buy a car. I'm meeting someone. He's like, Oh, you're buying the mini. And I was like, yeah, he's all Chris. And I'm like, yeah, he's all, we talked on the phone and he had my, um, like my notes and like oh, all damn, my name and best. everything. Yeah. He's all, yeah. So he's, all, I know I emailed you the report. But I printed it out for you. Here's everything that we found so you can keep this in in your records. And Michael said he'll be here around 1230. So yes. they were just rad. He's like, yeah. you know, have a seat. There's internet. Like, here's, you know, here's the password. You know, do whatever you need to do. And they were just just so. That's a good feeling. So on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I called prior and talked to two different people. Like, it was Gabe and Eric. And I, the second time I talked to Eric, he's like, oh, yeah, Gabe said he talked
0: to you. I was like, dude, this place Their is awesome. on yeah. fire here. Yeah, you guys are killing it. it probably, I think that's something too for us, at least for me, that is so key is like we, th- we think and try to integrate so much shit about service and intentionality and hospitality that we don't, we don't quite get to receive it so much. Yes. You know? So, like going and getting quality hospitality that's even close to what we're trying to do in our cafes is like such a breath of fresh air. Yeah and it's so easy for so easy for people to forget that shit when they're like yeah that's just what they do at cat and cloud but it's like but you, yeah, a lot of people out there don't do it elsewhere so when you get it it's like thank god this is the shit right i here. know give me more please let me just stay here i crave that I stuff i do too, dude and it's so hard to find here it's, it's in this town so hard to find yeah i mean i wish i could consistently shout out anywhere but and i mean maybe if i thought about it hard enough but even having to think about it hard enough is like a thing you right? Know? there's a couple places sure but i mean there's places also in the world that you can think about it like offhand and you're like how about woody at the barbershop club like immediately comes to mind yeah you think about stuff like that and you're like i mean i did personally have a couple good experiences like that at specialized auto but not to that level just really good hospitality mm-hmm. for especially for a auto shop yeah it you know? was totally
1: unexpected
0: but that's what you it com- just suggested completely is unexpected that's really
1: really cool yeah i was i was psyched and i, I love that if you if you're having multiple transactions somewhere whether yeah. it's um a kitchen or a coffee shop or an auto store it 's nice to not have to be like have to retell the whole story of whatever you 're doing whether it 's like oh yeah i 'm here to meet someone for a car it 's like' okay, who what yeah, like how or like oh yeah, I ordered this, and then this is happening or even if you ride in for guest service online like to have a log of everything it's like oh yeah i saw you've last ordered this that and the other and this is your address
0: and cool we're gonna you know we're gonna make that happen i noticed that was one of the first things when you were talking about how they greeted you it was like oh so and so told it was like when you walk in and you hear that like oh you're chris you're coming for the car it's all i got all your shit right here it's like wow yeah it's like they have a huddle or something like a little morning they're getting nothing from you no. Like, I Well, I guess they got the, the money for the service they got from you, but that's nothing. No. You know what I'm saying? No, like That was cheap. You know what I mean? You are almost literally a nobody to them because yeah. you're coming and leaving and you're never giving them business again. Yeah, guaranteed I'm never coming back there just because I don't live there. If yeah, I yeah. did live there, Two I would go there all the time. But right. it's just they know that and they're still just in the zone. I just really appreciate that stuff, the intentionality. Like I was thinking still so much on... Maybe it's kind of a tangent, but just that whole idea of understanding, like, the the literal mission and vision of a company and, like, that the company exists to do those things and trying to, as a both team member and somebody who works there to separate, like, to include yourself, but also to separate yourself from the whole, meaning, like, okay, no matter what happens with me here, I'm either contributing to this thing. Or I'm not, but it's this thing that we're all doing together. And it's, it sounds like they're all, you know, like Matt and Chris, whoever the other guy was that you were talking about. I right, said, Eric and Gabe wrong. were the dudes. Eric yeah. and Gabe, Matt and Chris. Yeah, know, whoever. A couple, couple of guys. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like they were all committed to something. And you could hear that just the way that somebody who's not going to be back ever is going to experience the place.
1: I don't know if it's a Kirkland thing. but is kirkland
0: just killing it or is california not not killing it
1: california might not be killing it because here's here's another level of service that doesn't have anything to do with the auto place but the people that i got the car from so they had all the service records for the car and they brought all those they had all the documentation i was like oh you know i was looking up washington law because i left in a hurry and i was like oh i didn't realize i needed a like a bill of sale because in California, um, you just sign over the pink slip yeah, and do that whole yeah, thing. And there you do the title and stuff. you need a bill of sale. And the dude, Michael, that I got the car from, he's like, Oh, we printed one out for you. Also, I went on down to the, the DMV and I picked you up a temporary trip permit so you can post it in the back window and it, it'll, it'll, you won't get, get pulled you, over, essentially. You get f- three three days mm-hmm. to drive home without having to get pulled over. I'd because in Washington, when you sell a car, the owner keeps the plates. Yeah. So I didn't have plates on the car. So they're like, here you go. Like This is just make your trip a little easier. You don't have to worry about it. I was like, dude, this is killer. I don't know. I was just having a good week. <sighs> That's a
0: Kirkland thing. <laughs> it's a Kirkland thing. I mean, maybe it's a Kirkland thing. Maybe it's a Kirkland thing. Maybe it's like a quality of life around the world. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I've been exploring just like trying to figure that shit out too. The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored
1: by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh. And it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee steeped is a benefit b corp they ethically source all their coffee their packaging is fully compostable and they believe that business should be done without compromise you can get your hands on steeped coffee at SteepedCoffee.com. that's s-t-e-e-p-e-d coffee.com asking your local retail stores to start carrying steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the cat and cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends back to what you're saying though. I I think that's super important to realize or to just get into a place where you can, Really back what
0: they're trying to do on right. a bigger level. I still, I still like, I wonder how, and maybe it just never will happen because we talk about this a lot just the culture of the world it hasn't come to this place yet. But when it's like, it seems so clear and logical to theoretically work for a place that has clear mission, vision, values, and to recognize what's happening, what we're trying to do, what they're trying to do. And that that is the purpose where, you know, you bring people into the equation and they're all dynamic and they're all different and they're all different walks of life and younger and older and going through their own shit. And they bring something to the table always, no matter what, right? The good and the, the, mostly the good, but also the human, we'll call it. people have baggage. I don't say that in a negative way. It's just a byproduct of being alive. Right. So it's, but it's still a trip. Like I wish it was easier for and maybe that's why it's impossible to do, but everybody would be able to be so on the same page. just like, oh, this, this makes sense. Like so-and-so comes, so-and-so goes, people come and go. The quality of the human is not the indicator for who comes and goes. Like the quality of the human and what the care that we or other people have for them is not an indicator of who comes and goes, who, you know what I'm saying? Are who you works? speaking of, Specifically, people leaving organizations, leaving or-, or just like participating. So you participate in an organization, yep, and you you leave. So like, cool. If you leave, that's that's all that is. You could leave because you're not a good fit. You could leave because your your values or your interests are evolving. You could leave because you got fired. Whatever the case may be, you either leave or come, but you're there to participate in creating something that the organization is trying to create right right and then when th- one of those many different ways somebody could leave a company leave, you leave i i notice still in the conversations that i'm having elsewhere and then like internally that everybody wants to know why and how and this and that mm, and the other right i see what you're saying yeah. and and it would just be it seems to me being an idealist, but also this feels very logical that if you're clear as a company and your leadership and everybody are standing behind, even your team, protecting that culture of what you're trying to do, then no matter what, when somebody leaves, it's never from the business's side, like per se on bad terms. It's on this is not working for where we're going. You know what I'm saying? It just to me, it can unless it's literally malicious which it almost never is malicious. It can always just be like, somebody is just departing from the company. We care about them the same. And it can be genuine. Sure. Yeah. I, there's, there's waves of different people's lives. Most yes. people are not going to do the exact
1: same thing for the rest of their life. So right. it's not surprising that someone would come work somewhere for a period of time right. and then leave, just like you might move to another town, do another thing, have other interests graduate and hobbies. College, it's college, it. You're school. trying to figure out what you want to do. Right. I think, well... I don't think we have a ton of that here. Or I haven't experienced a ton of that here. Less no. so now than in the past. Do we keep getting better? Agreed. And I think we've we've had our own little evolution too because we used to use turnover as a huge marker of our success. Like we have really mm-hmm. low turnover. And in some ways low turnover is good for certain positions, but in some ways a good amount of turnover is pretty healthy to flush the culture and, and keep it fresh and just keep it. It it works different ways. Like there's, I guess what I'm trying to say is we, we ended up at not all turnover is the same agreed and not all turnover is negative. There's like a lot of turnover that can be positive. Like if someone works for us for a year and then goes on to do what they were ultimately, born to do anyway like that's awesome right that's not a loss that's a win because when they were there for that year they had a positive contribution to the culture they learned stuff from the organization that they could take with them and be more valuable wherever they go that's a win-win right that's like a cool one-year relationship where it's like awesome and now whoever is gone and that's great and i think i think when you get the the gossip train that comes with people leaving or
0: the there's like an intimacy of workplaces when the culture is really strong too right everybody shares with each other yeah and and then then it's like you're totally right gossip is one part of that and then also there's like genuine care that can turn to gossip when somebody pops off or goes somewhere or just has a rough week or whatever you know
1: and as i've seen the more we've been able to create a strong cultural foundation the less of that weird gossip we have because right. people understand what we're talking about right now but in a regular quote unquote regular workplace right. that doesn't exist it's almost it like rampant. The, it's almost like the vacuum of one thing creates the bubbling up of the other if you don't have that strong sense of purpose in your workplace and you don't know exactly what you're contributing to you still want to be a part of something something. you still want to form a group so there's a million ways that a group can form and one of the ways that humans can connect is by gossiping and talking shit and it's like if you're not getting what you need all the same me and you can buddy up and be like, dude. Yeah. Do you see what Chuck's doing? Yeah, yeah, Chuck's fucking losing it, bro. I think Chuck's <laughs> going to quit, and guess what? He said this and that yeah. and that, and like, did you hear about this? And like, oh, my God, this place is fucking going down in flames. Like, You'll create that because it's it's entertainment. It
0: gives you a little group of people that you can vibe right. with. That's connection. And then you're connecting. I know. Yeah. And it's, the, it's, it's like toxic connection. 100%. To your point, on the other side, though, there's also this thing that I very much agree with that I think a lot of companies need to take into consideration is that is – the person who will be best for the job who is not going to be the long-termer. So, meaning, I've heard way too many people, and, and even including our company, we're working through making sure this doesn't happen, but, oh, well, I don't know. They're only going to be here for like a year or two, so I don't want to hire them in the leadership. Two but, years. I know. I'm like, do you two know? years. Even one year of concentrated <laughs> focus from the best person possible at the job allows you to leap So far as an organization, and you can very well know that person is gone and that person is so fucking valuable for that year, guess what else happens then? Somebody else who is not quite ready, who is just as hungry, gets better over that year and is ready to step into that place. Or you just... There's like so many opportunities missed by somebody going, I don't know, man, they're not trying to be here for a lifer, so I'm not going to give... like. It, it's just insane here's the thing it's insane nobody to me. knows that's you, the other part n- you never know we were trying to be lifers somewhere and then we, we were trying a to business. be lifers we had people who were going to be lifers it's you, you, you never, never know, know you never
1: know what's going to happen and you hit on some other shit which is somebody who's not quite ready and not quite ready is a great a great way to be totally i mean that's how we've been our whole lives <laughs> not quite ready and then just stepping into the next thing and not quite you're ready and not letting that perfect be the enemy of the good to where, oh, this person's showing promise. They got a lot of potential. They're taking a lot of initiative, but they are not ready to be <laughs> a team leader. Or they are not ready. So I'm just not going to hire anybody. And, yeah. and then I'm going to work my life and to this gonna shit yeah. And it's going to be hard. and It's okay to let people fail forward, to let people struggle through things. It's okay to even have that conversation. It's like, hey, guess what? I believe in you a lot. You're kicking ass in these three places. You really need to improve in these two. We're going to work together and we're going to build these things. And I'm going to take you to the next level right now. Mm -hmm. You got to put in the work too. And that's okay. That gives them something to work for. It's not, where are you going to find the perfect candidate? Where are you going to find the complete package? None of us
0: are that. None of us are that and and nor will you be till you go through it and experience it you could you could even be the best person on paper and then come in and actually not be good at all for what we're trying to pull off and and it's really important to notice those things oh yeah doing doing is is a huge key too it's like we could and we did
1: read so many books on business ownership creating culture like how to build healthy workplace organizations and we had no idea how it was going to work until we actually Still did plug, it. Yeah, it's not plug yeah. and play. It's not like, "Oh, we know what we're doing and now we're going to run this perfect thing." It's okay, cool. Now now reality kicks in,
0: right? And you have to learn on the job. I mean, this, so I'll shout out our boy Andre. Uh he is a perfect example of this back when I was before we transitioned uh we were transitioning through COVID, I guess I should say, and we were going through just staffing changes and all those things and andre was applying at the time to just get a small raise and maybe be a cert and his interest his desire and all those things allowed me and this is prior to levi and nicole hiring for the place but i was like i'm gonna hire him for coordinator and i'm going to straight up tell him like you are not fully ready to be a coordinator but you are the right person to be a coordinator and there's It was a surprise to the entire leadership team, even though they they were down at the time. It It was such an interesting time where I was like, I'm taking overall hiring for leadership right now for a little while. It was really weird for retail. But that was such a thing where it was like, Andre, you are not ready for this job. And we both know you're not ready for this job, but you are willing to do what it takes to be good at this job. And you're willing to lean into all of your resources to become better here. And that is enough to offer you a job where you're like slightly below level of like whatever it means to us to be in that position and that's exactly what you we're saying is potential potential is worth a lot potential and 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 track record is so key track record's huge You know, track record's big for me it is absolutely big like track how do record you respond is, to all the shit as long as
1: someone's you have to be able to perform core functions right but as long sure. as someone's competent track record weighs so heavy for me in figuring right. out who to put in certain places and who to give more responsibility to. Mm-hmm. Because if someone's proven over and over and over that they can get it done, that they're about the culture, that they're just really vibing with, I know why I'm here and I know what we're trying to accomplish and I'm on this team to do that. The Fuck, that's worth so much. Right,
0: and that's where positive turnover, though, is key because sometimes you get to a place actually probably more often than sometimes. I bet most of the people who listen to this have cafes that are at a point where they're not going to be able to grow for a time or they went through a time when they were kind of the same for a while in building. What happens then is those potential people who are ready to lead your culture forward and continue inspiring whoever's next, they end up kind of staying the same for a really, really long time. And that all that is is what it is you're in the same place doing the same job for a long period of time and it's probably not bad or good it's, it's probably great for a, a job if you work for cat and cloud it's probably a lot of fun but at the same time every human being wants to be challenged and so there's only a few things you can do if you're stuck at that level which is challenge them with outside things and internal tasks and stuff that's kind of like really fun and meaningful but it doesn't take them or the business like up enough for them to feel like they have something new and eventually those people either burn out or they're the kind of people who are in like the two percent that are willing to have the same job for 10 years right it's like there's not many people who are willing to have the same job for 10 years without any sort of growth unless it's monetary and they're happy and they can go to work and clock out, and that's what they want to do, right?
1: And every wave of of hires provides
0: you, the business, a chance
1: to get better at what you're doing. So let's say we had zero turnover. Our orientation would probably suck. Our onboarding would probably suck. Our training would probably suck. But since we have a certain amount of turnover, every time we bring on new staff, we get to look at the things that we're doing to bring people into the organization. We get to look at our training and do it better. Right over Should you choose to over be the kind of organization and over that cares again. like we right can, yeah. it just it 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 provides so much perspective it's it's practice you're training you get to
0: train yourself to train over. other people and right. it's it's pretty awesome i mean the leveling up only will occur with the turnover whether it's positive or negative if you decide to be a, the kind of leadership team and organization that cares about what why and how these things are happening and then leveling yourself up i totally agree it's it's just something that's so it's so interesting and it's just been on my mind. I don't really, we basically did just talk about it, which is fun is I mean, turnover isn't good or bad. It is. It's part of the equation and how you look at it and how you prepare to be better for the future is absolutely key. And it is interesting to see how much we've focused on so many of these little details over the last especially year year and a half maybe whenever covid started i guess more than a year and a half now yeah call it january last year we october we started looking at it seriously walked through it but man it is awesome and really amazing that every time we bring people on now there's an energy and there was before but there's a different kind of energy and focus where there's a a genuine understanding. And shout out to our whole team. If you listen to this, shout out to our whole team. The activity and the engagement of the frontline team members in holding each other and and their stores accountable to culture and quality is the highest it's ever been. So, shout out to everybody, the leadership team and all y'all who are joining and taking the initiative to actively protect our culture. It truly is what makes organizations great. And that's the shit that makes me excited. And that's also the shit that can bring me down the most is when you can see that potential and you don't have all of the people kind of engaged in the concept of bringing it together. Like it's almost whether they, however they feel, they're not utilizing their strengths and their opportunities to use their voice to better something. And I just I want to shout out all y'all for there's a different level of engagement right now that we've seen. And I think we're going to continue to see that that makes me excited. It's the kind of engagement you that I go and experience in places that we just talked about at the beginning that I want. Like, And it's ex- it's great to know that people have each other's back and are back in that because that's the beginning of allowing us to hopefully grow this place a little more instead of having to continue to think mm-hmm kind of back or like reinforce that a hundred percent as ourselves. You have support. It's a really nice feeling. i change changing it hard, but I'm just, that's the stuff that makes me happy. I feel like I have a team then. Yes. I don't feel like I'm, a weird guy who's like, "I go just believe," and they're like, "This guy's fucking crazy. He believes in some shit that's just crazy." Yeah,
1: it's been a while since it's been a while that's happened. for it Sure, but uh, yeah, I get I get how it's in your
0: hey. In your by head. the way, we're hiring. So <laughs> if you are interested in a roastery position, kitchen position, by the way, they split tips evenly. Did you know that we have a four week paid stipend for travel for those people who work full time for us, and two weeks for those who work part time. This is a hard pitch because California as we talked about in the podcast is short on laborers and team members at our place are worth a little pretty penny. We like you. You yeah, should come work with us. Tips in the kitchen is a good bonus. The
1: culture in there is cool. They're creating it's, it's a proper diff- culture. It's, it's not a kitchen culture. Different than most kitchen cultures. And we serve some of the best food and we're going to create better food. So, we're I also mean, hiring a marketing assistant. See, we or are a marketing hiring all concierge actually. I'll use our language, marketing good. concierge. Great. Someone to help with the uh, podcast editing, put together some graphic design stuff, make some more of what Jared's wearing right there. You know? Moss. Do, do some merch stuff.
0: Yeah. Hit you us up. You can't do the tunes because I'm going to take, take you out on take me out one on of the my beat, fresh dude. tunes. Let me take you out with some bones. Yeah. Okay. Here's some bones. Hey, y'all. I'll see you next time on the <laughs> Cat and Slotto Podcast. When we turn up, we get ripped on life, love, and passion. Hey, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. I know this is the time, uh, the shameless, like classic, we need your help, but... We do want to get our message out there and we do want to share this with a lot of people. So if you could share this with others, you could subscribe, you could rate, you could review. It would greatly help us as we continue to push through not only the YouTube as it's fresh, but also the general podcast as we took nearly an entire year off from doing it. And so please do so, share it. I believe that we have some information and some perspectives that could help not only people in the coffee industry, but people in any industry, any walk of life. So do us that favor, do us that solid, bring us that love and turn up for us, please. And I hope you all have a great time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.